Seth Spins contains mild adult language. The views of the members of this podcast do not reflect the views of Viking Fusion or Viking Fusion staff. Viewer discretion is advised. Hello everyone and welcome back to Seth Spins. I am very glad that you guys have all come back to listen. This is episode 7 of the second season and I am again very very happy that you guys are continuing to listen. I'm continuing to get good feedback and I'm just really really excited to keep introducing different guests, different music, and just kind of broaden everyone's palette. Um, today I'm going to be speaking with a new-ish guest. Um, <laughs> this is Shelby Sims. Would you like to go ahead and introduce yourself? Hi, my name is Shelby Sims. I am a senior here. Allegedly, I am a visual visual communications major. I think I am the last of my kind. Um, but yeah, I am the production supervisor here at Viking Fusion. So that's a fun little flex, I guess. Um, so just to kind of kick things off, I want to sort of just go into what you listen to on the regular. So like oh. what sort of like genres or maybe specific songs would you say like characterize yourself? Like what what is like your... Oh, if I had to put myself into like three songs? Three songs, three artists, something like that. Three artists. Yeah. Can I swear? Um, sure. Okay. Um, I think... So the Lumineers are like my top favorite band. I would absolutely kill to see them live. Um, so I would say like the Lumineers, I'm trying to get into the Mountain Goats. Mm-hmm. I've, I've never really listened to the Mountain Goats, but my roommate is like, showed me a playlist that's like intro to the Mountain Goats. So I've been listening to that. And basically I'm really, really embarrassed about this, but I take a lot of my music recommendations from TikTok. Mm-hmm. So like if there's a song or a sound that's been playing on TikTok, I will tend to find that song and then obsess about it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah. TikTok is a really good way to get into music because it always introduces you to, like, kind of left-field stuff. Yeah. Like, it's always this specific song that's really useful for TikTok because it's, like, weird and interesting mm-hmm. and it's, like, not like anything else, right? Yeah. So it's a really good way to find, like, distinct genres and distinct, like, artists that you may be more into if you like what you're hearing. Yeah. That makes but sense? Like, uh, the cu- past couple of days, the pa- the three songs I've been listening to have been Hayloft by Mother Mother St. Bernard by Lincoln and Cigarette Ahigao, Ahigao by Penelope Smith or something like that. And they're like the weirdest TikTok songs I've ever heard, but like they're very interesting. Would highly mm-hmm. recommend. Awesome, awesome. Um, so would you say that those particular songs kind of just characterize you in general? No, <laughs> absolutely you, not. Would you say you like have a broad musical palette? Yeah, I I will listen to pretty much anything. I really like country music. I also really like rap. Like, I have grew up on, like, a weird mixture of things, so I'd I be listening to the most random things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I also um, was a theater major, so I dabble in musical theater as well. Mm-hmm. And one question I wanted to ask, which I thought would be interesting, is mm-hmm. have you stopped listening to anything? Yes. Like, on purpose or just, like, accidental? Either. Um. So, accidentally... My two favorite bands in, like, middle school and high school, it was the Mowgli's and the Wombats. And I just kind of fell out of favor with them, I guess. I only listened to, like, one or two albums of theirs and then mm-hmm. just kind of grew out of it. So, yeah, I, like, I've stopped listening to more, like, indie pop, stuff like that, um, and grown more into, like, a little bit more mature music. Mm-hmm. I've also stopped listening to pop because I don't have I – d- I haven't been able to figure out which radio stations are in Rome – so I'm not quite sure what's going on on the radio these days. But, uh, yeah, I don't really listen to much pop music anymore. Yeah. I'm a little bit familiar with the Wombats. I listened a little bit in, like, high school and middle Was school Was it well. Let's Dance to Joy Division? Um, I can't remember for sure. It's yeah. been too long. But I just remember it being kind of sugary, 
kind of stuff. It like, is very, sugary, very yeah. like happy and bright stuff, which doesn't really characterize me as a college student. So <laughs> um, I've chosen not to listen to it much anymore. But it's yeah. definitely good stuff. I mean, I still appreciate it. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. But just talking about like characterizing each other's sort of musical boundaries mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff, I want to do like a little back and forth section. Yes. Okay. So um, I asked you before you came on, I wanted you to sort of get some ideas of songs that sort of make you feel like the main character in your own story, mm-hmm. which is something that I think a lot of people sort of think of when they think of their favorite songs. It's these sort of things that are thematically consistent with your own character. It sort of defines you as a person. It's something that you truly, truly enjoy and like take to heart. So um, just sort of a back and forth and um, just kind of talk about why the song is interesting to you. Yeah. Um, would you like to go first? You want me to. Why don't you go first? You've asked me Maybe. a lot of questions. Um, so one of my favorite songs of all time, and it's actually one of the songs that got me into sort of thinking about music in a more critical way, um, was Siegfried by Frank Ocean. Um, it's this very, very interesting sort of composition that blends abstract R&B, pop, and a little bit of spoken word mm. um, coming from an artist that used to write for other artists. So it's this very interesting like instrumentation that's really, really light and plucky. Um, I believe it's partially composed, I could be wrong, by James Blake um, okay. and a bunch of other like very like abstract sort of artists. Um, He's also bisexual, isn't he? Like yes, Ocean? this is true. It came it, back in like 2011. It was a big, big story that he was like one of the first openly bisexual yeah. um, mainstream artists. And it sort of almost catapulted his career, which was very, very interesting to see. Um, but it was just one of my favorite songs because it showed me that music didn't have to be catchy for it to be something that you really, really resonated with. And that music can be just as like linguistic and interesting and full of something to dissect Mm-hmm. Rather than just like, you know, the the wombats, you know, yeah. just making you feel happy. Like it can be something that really, really speaks to you like emotionally. And it's it showed me that music has certain sex that like allow you to really dive into what you're listening to, if that makes yeah. sense. And it's it's just one of those things that kind of inspired me to look at it in a critical sense. And, you know, I think the podcast in a sense was birthed from that idea. Mm, OK, that's yeah. really interesting. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. What a fun little character trait about Sin. Yeah. Um, I'm also an English major, if anyone doesn't know. I, <laughs> I double majored, so the whole, like, linguistic literature angle is, is yeah. part of my sort of appeal, too. That makes sense. But I highly recommend the song. It's Siegfried by Frank Ocean. Siegfried is, I believe, German for the word brave. I thought it was a name. Um, it, I think it also is a name, but I, I know that's, like, the actual yeah. linguistic root, like, word. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, so complete, coming off of the completely different side, mm-hmm. my, I was really into Walk the Moon for a summer and then like, kind of like it grew with me a little bit. It's not one of my favorite bands, but I still do tend to listen to them. I came across the song Portugal by Walk the Moon. Um, oh, I just hit the table. Okay. My apologies. Um, kind of rediscovered it last week and it just like really hit me how like really wonderful the lyric Sorry, because it's kind of like sad lyrics juxtaposed with like a very happy like tune. Um, some of the ones that it's kind of about a romance where like they're already so close, but um, like they're really good friends, but they um, kind of drift apart. And some of the lyrics that just like really hit me really hard were, I know everyone, you know, you know, everyone I know are Venn diagrams, one circle. And then it didn't hit me hard. I just think those are cool lyrics. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I said that hit me hard because it didn't. But <laughs> and then like later in the bridge it's no matter what you want somebody else wants it just as bad no matter what you've 
have, somebody else has got it worse. And no matter when I got to you, somebody else got to you first. Like, it's just, like, very sad lyrics on Mm -hmm. such a happy beat. So, And I remember remember Walk the Moon a couple of years ago was very, very popular in, like, sort of the indie music scene. And hearing about a song that I'm sure was also popular within the band itself. Yeah. Sort of, like, at least a mid-tier, like, you know, most people have heard of the song. Um, that listen to the band, but it's interesting to see a song, like, resonate that's not necessarily about, like, a relationship that's going super well. Yeah. Because a lot of pop music is is built upon that mm-hmm. sort of structure. I remember seeing a graphic one time that said something like, over 60% of pop songs are centered around relationships, positive yeah. relationships. So it's well, interesting to see that. Well, when you think about it, all human kind is, is just making relationships. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of our pleasures and a lot of what gives us happiness is the relationships that we build with, like, our friends, our communities. So, like, I think that checked out that a lot of pop music would be about relationships. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming you're referring to romantic relationships. Yes, yes. But, but, I mean, I think it also applies to other kinds of relationships, too. Like, it's usually about another kind of person, like, or, or somebody that's not you, if that yeah. makes sense. Pop music is usually less braggadocious mm-hmm. in comparison to being more so about investing yourself in other people. Yeah. If that makes sense. And that's just a general observation. I, I don't have anything to back that up. <laughs> yeah. But I'm, I'm pretty sure that's the case for most Seth people. Seth is a scientist. So. <laughs> Apparently. Jot that down. I'm a STEM major. <laughs> I am a woman in STEM. Yeah. I'm but, not. Um, that's super, super interesting. I'm really interested to listen to that again. Yeah. Um, so for my second song, it's a complete pivot, which I think is really, really interesting that we just have totally different stuff at this point. Um, We've talked before that Seth and I have similar music taste but on completely opposite ends Mm -hmm. like we're like parallel lines Mm -hmm. which is always a really interesting conversation because we all kind of understand what we're talking about yeah but it's like tangential which is really really cool um for this song it sort of came to me from remembering the end of a movie Mm. because i think if you're going to talk about main character music movie music is like a huge part of that um and i remember and this is such a cliche answer but the ending of fight club I remember oh, hearing Where Is My Mind by the Pixies. Wait, I love that song. And I just remember thinking, I've never heard a song that's more, like, movie, like, ending, yes. like, stomach churner than that song. I just remember thinking, like, I feel like this is my world kind of thing, yeah. you know? I used to cry in my car to that song when I was in high school. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, it's just, it's just this interesting, like, early, mid-90s yeah. rock song that's very, very, like... I would say melancholy. It reminds me a lot of Float On by Modest Mouse. Yes, that's actually a very close comparison. I can see that. It's just like a, a kind of hopeful but kind of melancholic yeah. like little ballad. Um, it's a little like it goes a little harder than Float On by Modest yeah. Mouse, but I think they are a little bit like parallel. Like yeah, they're from previously. the same era, I think. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, but yeah, that's just a song I've always enjoyed. And I think even outside of main character music, it's something that I recommend to people to get yeah. into the Pixies as a band because they're just a really solid 90s rock band that's worth listening to. Yeah. Sort of part of the grunge era a little bit, but a little bit more like standard rock band kind of stuff. Yeah, that checks out. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of movie music, um, My Tears Are Becoming a Sea by M83 it, the lyrics are, like, meaningless to me, but, like, just, like, the crescendo at about a minute in is, like, literally makes you feel like you're, like, at the climax or about to come off the climax of a movie. And it's just, like, sometimes I just listen to it when I walk to class so I can feel like I'm, like, in a movie or something. Mm-hmm. Um, which is why I think that you and I might have different understandings of what main character syndrome... Which I, I think is part of yeah. the conversation, for sure. Yeah, because I... 
I picture main character songs as being like what would play in the movie of your life or like songs that make you feel like you're in a movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I know for me it's it's sort of more so like these pivotal songs in my life mm. that I can relate to specific moments. Yeah. Like Siegfried was interesting because it was the first song that made me think about music and uh, Where's My Mind by the Pixies was like, oh, movies can like really resonate with you. It's not yeah. just like a score. Like actually having like non-diegetic soundtracking can yeah. mean so, so much because it's like part of the film, but not in a way. Especially when it's actually in the movie mm-hmm. and not like, like I, it's been so long since I've seen The Fault in Our Stars, but I feel like that movie mm-hmm. had a soundtrack that wasn't, it was just songs that the artist made for the movie mm-hmm. instead of like non-diegetic sounds like you said i um i recently watched uh the first three twilight movies because um i'm having to do this project soon about like nostalgia and the teen film and i wanted to kind of get into like the core movies you know like and also i was just morbidly curious but listening to stephanie myers is like huge like muse and radiohead like aficionado soundtrack is so bad because it doesn't fit that movie whatsoever I am afraid of Stephanie Meyer. I'm a little bit too. She she scares me. We are not sponsored by Stephanie Meyer. No, Stephanie Meyer would not sponsor us at all. Yeah, but TBH, the first Twilight movie is like kind of iconic. I actually watched it with um. Sorry, Lindsay, I'm coming coming clean about this. My babysitter named Lindsay Purvis when I was younger. Mm -hmm. I was not allowed to watch anything Twilight or read them, and she was babysitting me one time, and uh, she showed me the movie, and Mm -hmm. I swear not to tell my parents. Yeah. So now I'm coming clean. Feels good. Yeah. Feels good to finally be honest. Um, that was a really big tangent. <laughs> that was a big tangent, but it was worth talking about. Um, <laughs> for my third, mm. um, and this is a little bit more recent. Some of these are more recent. Yeah. But um, this is just one that I've just loved is I've been trying to get back into pop music mm. in like the late 2019, early 2020 kind of era because I was huge into pop music like 2018, 2016, like yeah. I just that was when I was really getting into like Spotify and like building playlists and like really sort of crunching like what I'm interested in. Because yeah. I think we all go through that at some point, like figuring out our own identity mm-hmm. as we go through like late high school, early college kind of stuff. But um, one artist that has sort of just recaptured my love for music that I just enjoy listening to is Dua Lipa. Interesting. Um, so listening to her new album, Future Nostalgia, mm-hmm. was really, really interesting because. I didn't really enjoy her first album because it just felt like regular pop to me. And it, and it kind of is. Yeah. But there was potential there. And she came out with Future Nostalgia, which the entire idea was this is music that sounds futuristic but has a disco influence the entire time. Yeah. So it's this sort of back and forth like pull. Mm-hmm. Um, and the song Hallucinate was just incredible to me because it has this really airy like... I don't want to say ecstasy, but that's kind of, like, how it sounds, you know? Yeah. It's this aesthetic of just, like, very, very, very uplifting, mm-hmm. not just, like, a little bit. Okay. It's a very breathy kind of song, but in, like, a very, like, uh, major key kind of way. Mm-hmm. It's a really interesting way to go about writing music that I haven't really heard in a long time. Um, but it just reminded me of how much I enjoyed pop music, and it's it's, like, it's just one of those songs where... For a long time, I didn't have songs that I just enjoyed to enjoy. Yeah. But it was something that I was like, oh, I just, I love this so much. And I, yeah. I can't stop myself from loving it. Well, I think it's really important, too. Like, you don't have to critically engage with everything. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you can just like it because it sounds cool. Like, sometimes you just want to vibe. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with just vibing. Exactly. I used to get really caught up in, like, 
trying to be so critical of the media I was like consuming because I was like, I don't want to be just a sheep of the media. But like sometimes it's fine. You can just mm-hmm. watch a silly little TV show and enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And the same goes with music. Well, yeah. Um, I just, yeah. Are you done or do you want me to do Yeah, that? I mean, that's all I had on that one. Okay. Um, so, kind of going off of that pop, like, popular music, Sex on Fire by Kings of Leon mm-hmm. is definitely one of those songs that, like, makes me feel like I'm in a movie. When I first heard it, it, like, kind of introduced me to, like, adult music because I was in mm-hmm. high school mm-hmm. and, like, still, anytime a song had a swear word on it, I would, like, turn it down. Mm-hmm. So, like, the concept of a song called Sex on Fire was, like, very interesting to me in high school. It was edgy at the time. It was so edgy. Mm-hmm. Especially, like, when you're, like, young. Mm-hmm. Like, a freshman in high school. It's so edgy to listen to that. So, yeah. I actually don't know a lot about Kings of Leon because, like, I feel like they're a part of, like, the generation that was a, that's a little bit older than me. It's definitely, like, millennial. And we're kind yeah. of on the cusp. We're definitely in between Gen Z and millennial. Yeah. I think most people sort of realize this at this point. Yeah. But um, sort of going off what you're talking about, like, Sex on Fire by Kings of Leon, that kind of music is something I think we needed mm-hmm. to kind of have, like, a frame of reference to sort of change what we enjoy from millennial to gen z kind of like how instagram is this weird in between between like facebook which we don't care about yeah and like twitter yeah yeah we're we're a little more plugged in instagram was that sort of in between that both are interested in and i feel like sex on fire is sort of one of those types of songs yeah i think kings of leon the killers um Mm -hmm. modest mouse those kind of those artists kind of stick in between those genres yeah i definitely say like early 2000s rock is like right in between i think that early 2000s rock in 2014 indie music mm-hmm. are just like we're never gonna reach that high again we mm-hmm. peaked there hosier iconic i still listen to hosier seth used to ride in my car a lot and every time he got in the car no matter what day it was i was always listening to hosier i have never been in a car where every single time it was on wasteland baby the album <laughs> the entire time it unless wasn't on i was purpose. in purpose i wasn't changing it out when seth like got in the car it just happened to be the only cd every single time <laughs> But it was always a different song, I think. It was a little bit iconic, though. Not yeah. Not gonna lie. I think about that sometimes mm-hmm. when I put that album in again. I'm like, yeah. wow. Seth and Noah really... That was the only thing they heard in this car for a long time. <laughs> but, um, um... Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up. Mm-hmm. I, like, completely forgot. Um, yeah, Sex on Fire. Mm-hmm. And, and one song... This isn't on my list, but one song that definitely has a similar vibe to me and I absolutely adore, and it's mm. definitely main character music, Rolling in the Deep by Adele. <laughs> is an incredible song. I have a hot take. Not a fan? I don't like Rolling in the Deep. So it's not Adele. Hold on. Is that the song? I'm forgetting how that song goes. There's a fire burning in my heart. Yeah, that one is really iconic. There's another Adele song that I don't like. It's one of those. I mean, there are a couple that I'm not a fan of. Like, I don't like Hello. Hello? The one that's like, is it me you're looking for? But it's like a ballad. Yeah, I'm not a fan of. Not a fan of that one. But Rolling in the Deep, Skyfall kind of stuff is iconic. Skyfall? Oh my god. Like That's a movie song and it's so good. Skyfall has such sex appeal. Like It really does. I have to say it. Sex sex appeal. Skyfall. It's really good. We're sadly not endorsed by James Bond movies, but Why? We were. we're really not endorsed by anything. It's really sad. I know. I wish to be endorsed. Yeah. Um, um but just sort of going off of that, it's a little bit like hard to tie it in. But this is just something I think you and I both agree is, like, totally main character music for yes. both of us. Because we've definitely bonded over this a little bit. 
Lord. Oh my god! I actually have a Lord song on my list. I could. I I knew immediately after I asked you, you would. But um, I think it'll be a different song. Okay. What's well, your maybe. Song? Mine's Tennis Court. <gasps> yes. Ten- the entire Pure Heroine album is mm-hmm. just main character songs. And, and for me, I have like a specific instance where Tennis Court really resonated with me and made mm-hmm. me feel like I was like taking charge of my own life. Yeah. Um, back in the summer of 2019. So, you know, How old were you God rest our souls. You know, we could still travel. How old were you in 2019? I would have been 18. Oh, 18 or 19, okay. something like that. No, I would have been 19. I would have been 19. Okay. Um, but I was on a plane for the first time Aww. because neither of my parents had time to travel because they're both full time. And so I just never got the opportunity because um, we just, we liked to vacation at like Hilton Head. So we just drive. Um, but it was the first time that I was able to go to like New York. Like I was like, I'm going to go by myself. You went days. by yourself? Um, I met my uncle. Okay. But I like flew by myself. Which wow. was still, like, kind of a weird transition because I would like, just gone to college, you know? It just yeah. felt kind of weird. But I remember listening to Tennis Court, and the part that really resonated with me is, like, how she refers to the city below her as she gets on her first plane. Mm, as, like, yeah. these little tiny lights that she's just absolutely above. I'm so glad you brought up that song. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was just such a similar feeling to me being, like, I'm leaving my little tiny town that I've known my entire life. Yeah. To go to literally the biggest city. Like, it was yeah. it was just a huge transition moment in my life that really resonated. And that song came in at the perfect time to sort of ex- yeah. accentuate that. What's your favorite song off that album? Ribs. Yeah. that. I think yeah. that's the best song. Like, bar none. Ri- I actually watched a video essay. That's one of my songs on my list about, like, main character songs. Just mm-hmm. because, like, the song is jam-packed with so much nostalgia. And yet, mm-hmm. like... I don't know. I wish I could go back and hear that song again for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, the entire, I have a really vivid memory of being a sophomore in high school and I had Pure Heroin on CD in my car. And um, I was having just like a shit time in high school. Like I, the high, high school was terrible for me. Hot take, we mostly all did. <laughs> yeah. It's a rough time. Yeah. So I remember pulling out of the, of the sophomore parking lot like blasting the entire album just like as loud as I could as I left like it would like I think that album is so formative for me just like as a young high schooler mm-hmm. definitely also with Lord being so young at the time yeah. out, she was like not even she's only a year older than me yeah like she was like what 14 15 yeah. when she made that album yeah I think she finished the album when she was 16 yeah but like Royals was she yeah, was that, very young. Because she released an EP before yeah. um, Pure yeah. Heroine. Which is sad because I know Rolls was super overplayed when it came out. But, but it's such a good song. It's a bop. Yeah. And there's no songs in the public sphere that were like that before, during, or after. She she was the blueprint for she that was dark the pop. She is the blueprint. Yeah. She continues to I don't be. know why I said was. <laughs> she Me- still Melodrama, is. her second album, is also incredible. Melodrama is good, but it did not hit for me in the same way that Pure Heroine did. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Like... But I think it's also, I don't know if you feel the same way, but, like, because I am so close in age to Lord, like, mm-hmm. sometimes, like, the songs will hit or they won't hit, just depending on, like, what stage of life, like, I feel like I'm mm-hmm. in. Um, yeah, Ribs is actually on my list, but I think I want to change my answer to White Teeth Teens. Mm-hmm. Because, That's one of my favorites on there, too. Yeah, just, like, I don't know, that idea of being so, like, locked out of your own friendships mm-hmm. and everything, that and the Love Club, just, like, are so good. Yeah. No, pure heroin. If you're looking for like main character music, 
One of the, the best. The entire album. The entire album. Yeah. I also think that um, I didn't put any Lumineer songs on my list, and now mm-hmm. I'm wishing I would have, because the entire third studio album by the Lumineers is also main character music. Mm-hmm. And, and it's also cool because, like, she is a pop artist. Like, let's be honest. That's, that's Lord, sort of her yeah. genre. But it's interesting that unlike most any other pop artist I've ever seen, she was actually the age where she's discussing the things she's going through. Yeah. Like, most people, when we think of pop artists, they're in their, they're in their late 20s. Yeah. Almost all of them. Early 30s, late 20s. They're trying to relate with teenagers, but they're past that point in their lives. Yeah. It's, it's time to move on to something else, theoretically. It still works, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah. But with Lord, it, it is genuine. Because that's legitimately what she's going through at that moment. She also kind of pioneered the idea of dark pop, mm-hmm. which like really paved the way for like Marina and the Diamonds, mm-hmm. Billie Eilish. Um, I'm blanking on any other ones, mm-hmm. but... which is still popular anyway. Because Billie Eilish yeah. was huge in 2019 and yeah. is not stopping anytime soon. Mm-mm. I I don't listen to Billie Eilish, but respect. I put respect yeah. on her name. Yeah, she gets respect. Yeah, she gets respect. If I saw her in the street, I would give her a high five. Mm-hmm. If this were not Corona times. If, if I were to see her on the street now, I would just give her a polite head nod. Yeah. But that, that's all I had on Lord. Yeah. I'm glad that we both said Lord because um, yeah. she just is the main character. She's essential. It's Lord's world. We're just living in it. Honestly. Um, and then the last song I have is um, this song that I do not listen to this band. I only know this one song, but and I don't even know the words to it, just to be like completely honest. But hearing this song makes me feel like... I'm literally in a movie. Like, it's called um, Become the Warm Jets by Current Joys. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just, that song paired with My Tears Are Becoming the Sea is just, like, makes you literally feel like there are video cameras on you and you're just living in somebody else's narrative. Mm -hmm. And, like, not in, like, a weird, creepy way, but in, like, a really fun, cool way. Like, you feel so important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for my last one, I'm kind of in a toss-up between two bands that are very, very similar. Yeah. Um, but they essentially go towards the same thing, which is um, the one I put down was Sunblind by the Fleet Foxes. This is a, like a brand new uh, song. Oh, really? I did. Because it's just so sunny that it takes me out of where we are right now, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Like, being able to listen to music that doesn't represent, in a way, yeah. how you feel, but how you want to feel. Yeah, I'm is something that's really, really important. Yeah. Um, my other option was uh, Pure Comedy by Father John Misty, um, which is like the total opposite. Sometimes you need to tackle head on whatever you're going through. In that case, it's politics. I'm not going to go into it. Yeah. But it's an important conversation to have with yourself and to yeah. sort of go into what you're thinking. But I think that's a good, like, duology I in a way. I think also, um, I'm just going to plug this song by the Lumineers because I think it fits into what we're talking about. Um, the song Democracy mm-hmm. by the Lumineers. I will also not talk about politics, but just, like, go give that song a listen. Yeah. It will, like, change your viewpoint a little bit. Yeah. No, yeah. it's absolutely worth it. Can I can I just share, like, the last stanza of Democracy? Yeah. Okay, so the last stanza, this closes out the song. It's, I'm sentimental if you know what I mean. I love the country, but I can't stand the scene. I'm neither left or right. I'm just staying home tonight, getting lost in that hopeless little screen. But I'm stubborn as the garbage bags that time cannot decay. I'm junk, but I'm still holding up this little wild bouquet. Democracy is coming to the USA. Amazing. Yeah. That's a really good stanza. It is. And, like, the whole song is, like, full of wonderful stanzas like that, where it, like, really hits you, like, 
it makes you like feel so empathetic for like everybody around you. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I would highly recommend that song if you've never yeah. heard it. I will definitely listen to that for sure. That sounds awesome. Nice. And I can't wait to listen to what you've recommended because mm-hmm. I'm not familiar with a lot yeah. of this stuff. And just as a reminder for anybody listening in, I'm going to be including several of these songs in the associated playlist, which is linked on my Instagram bio at Seth Chambliss, though. And it's also the same exact uh, lookup on Spotify as this yes. podcast. Um, it's also linked on, we post all of Seth's podcasts, also all of our other podcasts, on vikingfusion.com. And so if you go to Seth Spins episode release you can find the playlist right there you yes, can listen to yes. it straight from your please, please support our other podcasts they're doing great great work yes um yes. and all of our other content as well Viking yeah. Fusion is an incredible place we've been making so much stuff we things do. are constantly happening things are constantly happening isn't that crazy it is things we're just happen. experiencing life it's great stuff <laughs> we are inhabiting human forms um but yeah, that was a really cool exchange. I'm really glad we got to do that. Yeah. Um, and I just have this like kind of random question I wanted to throw in there because oh, nice. I think I think main character music has kind of a genre to it, mm-hmm. and I don't know how to explain it, so I want to have that conversation. Okay. But um, I have like a little like setup for this. So okay, hear me ready? out. Hear me out. It can't really exist without like some kind of definition. Okay. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. Um. So like you have to have some kind of well-defined songs to sort of make the genre at the start before you can start making your own opinion on it, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Because otherwise we're just talking about baseless assumptions. Yeah. But my examples for songs that I think are just like quintessential, and you're going to totally agree with these, I think. Okay. Group Love Tongue Tied is yes. like guaranteed main character music. Yes. And I don't know why. M83's Midnight City, guaranteed mm-hmm. main character music. Neon Trees Everybody Talks, that's main character music. Yeah. Kind of, but yeah. Um, we Are Young by Fun. Oh, I love fun. Um, and Capital City, Safe and Sound. And the reason I add all these together, whether you like the songs or not, I think mm-hmm. they are examples. Mm-hmm. The only thing I can find that puts them together is that they all came out, like you mentioned, at that time in between Millennials and Gen Z. I, so I don't think, I think that is a fair assumption. I don't think that's what makes it main character music. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for it to be main character music, it has to be, vague enough that it's not about any one person but Mm -hmm. also specific enough that you feel like you're connecting with something in the music so So, like like in tongue-tied it's take me to your best friend's house i don't remember the last of the words but mm -hmm. um that's an experience that like we've pretty much all had is like having a crush on somebody within your friend group like going to your best friend's house you know stuff like that Mm -hmm. um so i think it has to be vague and also really specific Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of what makes a main character song. It has to toe the line in a way so that you mm-hmm. can be relatable to as many people as possible without excluding anyone. Yeah, which is why I'm actually going to pull up Lord's discography really quick because mm-hmm. I think you can draw this distinction there really well mm-hmm. with, like, what's main character. Oh, this is going to take me so long. They're all good. Um, and again, um, thank you guys for listening to the podcast. I've really, really appreciated all the feedback I've gotten. I've gotten great support, and I'm just planning on continuing to do what I do. I'm always uh, planning additional guests. If you're ever interested, please DM me on Instagram or just come up to me in person. Uh, I am more than happy to schedule a uh, guest spot on the podcast. Um, we always prepare notes prior, so it's never something to worry about. It's always a great time. I've always gotten good feedback. Um, so if you're ever interested, let me know. All of her songs are main character songs. They really are. Yeah, that's, I was like, let me just find a song by Lord that's not a main character song. But like, she, I'm ha- She's the blueprint in more ways than one. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I also think while it is a good assumption that most songs from 2014, would you consider Home by Edward Sharp to be main character music? I'd say so. Oh, okay. I was going to say that. But, I mean, I, I think it's, I kind of have a broader definition than you do. Yeah, granted. I think I have a very niche. If it is a teen party song or a song you would listen to as a teen, mm-hmm. I feel like. Although we might be skewed a little bit because we were teens when all this was coming out. That's true. That's true. I think we're close enough in age that, like, yeah. it would be mostly the same stuff. But that could also skew it a little bit, I would yeah. think. Because it is kind of like, since we're in that tiny little gap between Gen Z and Millennial, yeah. one year can mean a lot, you know? Yeah. Well, so, yeah. Oh, no, I didn't mean between, like, me and you. I meant just, like, oh, my brain's turning off. No, you're all good. Okay. Um, do you have anything you want to plug, um, like, um, song-wise or just anything in relating to music in general? The Lumineers, of course. Incredible um, band. Absolutely. I have said it once, I'll say it again. The only way I think, like, me personally, I can be understood is through listening to the Lumineers discography. Mm-hmm. Just, like, every song there hits. It's worth a day. It's worth a day. It is of worth just the entire day. And it's only three albums. It's not that True. long of a listen. Yeah. Yeah. It's succinct. Yeah. And it's you have word. to listen to every song one after the other because they are mm-hmm. built that way. Yeah. The fade in from um, oh, Sleep on the Floor into Cleopatra. Mm-hmm. Incredible Chef's stuff. Gifts. Absolutely incredible setup. But yeah, yeah. That's all I have to plug. Awesome. Can I plug uh, events on campus? Um, sure. Seth and I it's are part of spot. Seth and I are part of a little group called Easy Baked Improv. We do shows. Check us out on Instagram at yep. Easy Baked Improv. Happens all the time. It's a great time. Everybody seems to enjoy it. And it do it's be happening a lot. Super, super fun. Yeah, we enjoy it. So yeah. yeah, that's what I'm plugging. Awesome. Thank you for being on the podcast. This of has course, been awesome. Thank you for having me. I've enjoyed this. Um, thank you everybody for listening. Um, again, I'm gonna be including several of these songs into the uh, link to the Spotify playlist. Um, Thank you guys for listening and have a good rest of your day. Thank you. Yeah, have a good day.